0: Today my narration is on um, America The Last Best Hope by uh, William Bennett. Today he was talking, I read uh, sections one and two of the chapter speaking about um, Americans and how they uh, finally won the Second World War. Uh, from the years of about uh, 1942 to 1945. So basically Bennett is telling the, um, the rise, the, the whole uh, political situation around in, in the America and in Russia and in Britain around the fall of the Third Reich. And what consequences it was having on these governments. So, in the United States, um, FDR was nearing the end of his third term because he was the only president to have been elected for three terms and was now campaigning for his fourth. However, everyone was starting to notice that the vivacious president was now visibly paling and quite honestly dying. In the photographs that were black and white and the films that were black and white, you couldn't notice it that much, but when you saw him in person, you saw that there was very little color in his cheeks and uh, he was noticeably not feeling well. He was very delicate in health. Now at this time, he, Roosevelt had to face, still had to face, a lot of um, opposition from the Republicans. A lot of the Republicans were saying that uh, Roosevelt had prolonged the Great Depression more than it really needed to be because uh, people were very tired, honestly, of the Great Depression, and then the Restoration, and then war—it was just so much happening. They—they—they uh, they, they called it Roosevelt's Recession, and um, although Bennett points out that it was at least partially true that something that uh, Democrats. Uh, resistance to using banks per se did enable the lengthening of the Great Depression because for example in Canada during the Great Depression banks never closed because they had really really strong banks Roosevelt was now facing off with uh, another, the Republican candidate Dewey, um, who was much younger and very witty about his answers. And in the elections, he was—he was, he was uh, many people uh, would uh, prefer. Dewey because he was much younger and honestly everyone could see that FDR uh, was dying however since this was wartime a lot of these people in government knew each other and were all heavily involved in the war Uh, so secrets were Incredibly important to be kept confidential. A lot of these people were related to each other, Uh, so one person that worked in, um, that worked um, uh, with the with the courts, or in the or as um, a cabinet member of uh, Roosevelt's cabinet. They could be related somehow to someone who was an ambassador or something like that, and that crucial information had to be very carefully uh kept, and things could be a little bit difficult at the time because people had to step you know step in line so much so certain certain things such as um one of the one of the members of the government had, um, it was, uh, what, the vice president, I'm so sorry, the vice president at the time had told one of the ambassadors to, I believe, Poland a lot of the really secret information that... That Poland should not know because they were occupied; they were in Nazi occupation. They were on Nazi territory, and therefore it was incredibly dangerous to have that. For example, he leaked out some information on how many ships had been destroyed on Pearl in Pearl Harbor through the vice president, and that news quickly, in a few days, went to Berlin and from Berlin went over to Tokyo. Therefore, it was extremely dangerous at the time to have that vice president there. And so FDR very, uh, very politically correctly uh, dismissed him. Uh, for the vice for the next vice presidency, instead, he obliged, he obligated, not not actually obligated, but morally obligated, Harry S. Truman to join to become a uh, vice president. And this was done kind of by arm twisting. He called one of the government members who was there with Harry and said asked hey so how are, is Harry gonna be one of our one of our nominees for vice presidency and Harry wasn't too happy none of them really liked the idea and so they answered back in negative. and FDR didn't really like it he said that uh, in the end if the nation if the nation got the wrong vice president or vice president that did it wrong, it would be on Truman. It was a bit of a blow, but Truman in the end gave in, even though he had given his word to another government member who ha- who was uh, who was depending on his vote for a vice presidency. So it was a very, very, very difficult time to navigate in government. Now, at the same time, you had, across the ocean, you had um, general, Eisenhower, who would later become President Eisenhower, and he was entrusted with the specific duty of invading Normandy. This was a perilous attack. Eisenhower had to be very careful about this information the information that he gave to people even Churchill for example he had to be very careful with the information he gave to Churchill because he didn't want someone to kill Churchill and him to be to have that weight on him that that it to be the fault to lie with him because he told Churchill But when Eisenhower actually got to execute his plan, it worked. It worked remarkably well, even though it cost both British, I mean, British, uh, Canadian, and American lives many thousands of lives. However, it was definitely a break in the German forces. And this allowed the free French government, which was something of a de- democracy, and these, uh, this and uh, I'm just giving a side note here, uh, in opposition to, in contrast with the, um, with the Communist Party of France, which was definitely atheist, which was atheistic, uh, the free, the Free Government of, the Free Party of France, uh, were the one, were more democratic, and they uh, they were the ones that the Americans worked with, because they did not want to see any more spread of communism. Anyway, uh, to continue with what I was saying before. Um, the Americans and the British and the Canadians helped, worked with, worked together with the Free French to, um, go to actually take Paris over again. This is actually, uh, incredible that, it's actually incredible that any of the French monuments that we see today still exist because Hitler wanted to have the arc uh, the the arc, the, there's a famous um, arc, arch that's in, a, in a, over a road in France, and that, that, and the Eiffel Tower, and many other historic monuments. Hitler wanted to have burned and exploded. He had everyone dig mines and and just get ready for a complete explosion of Paris before the Allied forces invaded. However, his generals made excuses and managed to tell Hitler that they were preparing to explode and they never did. According to the plan, the Free French Party refused to allow the Communist Party any place in the new French government. And uh, as a result of this, America's president, FDR, and England's prime minister, Winston Churchill, and Russia's dictator, Joseph Stalin, all worked together in a conference where they started planning out the, um, the group of what is now called the United Nations. Instead of the League of Nations which Woodrow Wilson had initially planned. In this uh, United Nations, FDR, uh, Winston Churchill, firmly uh, argued for, continuously argued for a place in, for France to become a major power in the world again through uh, the United Nations, and FDR argued for a strong uh, Chinese presence in the United Nations. Unfortunately, it's led to what we have today, and uh, the plan worked backwards on us. But that was uh, what all these men were contending for and we see the effects on our society today as a result of these decisions.